0: What is up, Brewing Bible listeners? Will Decker, your host, here with the madman, Jamal Madney, in the house. This is for ESPN Radio. Uh, make sure to tune into the LA Football Show whenever you guys potentially get a chance. We'll be here on Fridays and other days of the week, potentially moving forward. So make sure to check this out. LA Football Network on ESPN 1090, the Mightier, the Radio, sponsored by We Got Underdog Fantasy and Bet Online. Use promo code LAFB, uh, UCLA LAFB for the promo code. And you guys will be able to get matched up to $500 in purchases and bets and deposits. Madman, how are we doing as we lean into the offensive coordinator talk for UCLA
1: football? You're in St. Louis right now. What's going on, man? doing well thriller you know little a couple hours ahead of you here in st louis uh, on some some business travel but uh you and i we just have to jump on and talk about this oc there's just so much excitement and buzz and energy with this program that i I know you and i both can't control ourselves with (laughs) uh, just being able to talk as much brewing football as possible and what a great place this is to be we had such a incredible ceremony and uh, you know, incoming with uh, Deshaun Foster last week, and now all eyes and ears and hearts now point to who will be this offensive coordinator. So always such a pleasure to get uh, get get it going with you.
0: I love it, man. Yeah, I can never control myself when it comes to talking about UCLA football. So very excited to get this thing rolling. I've got a couple names I think you're going to be very interested in. Some are obvious, some I haven't even heard of, but it makes sense given the geographical location, given kind of the checkpoints that Martin Jarman laid out for what he'd be desiring in an OC, where it's he wants a guy that's been the head man before, that's had experience doing a lot of different things. Madman, I've got a couple names. As always, I'm going to let you start and lead the pack on this one. Give me uh, your first name that really kind of intrigues you when it comes to the offensive coordinator position for UCLA.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's this is interesting because I I sort of zoomed out much like you And I just kind of looked at the holistic picture. And one of the things that I wanted to look for is just really high-quality competence, being able to coach offense, and someone who was very decorated, particularly with passing the football. Because, of course, Deshaun Foster's background with the run game, you want to be able to complement that for more of a passing variety. And so for me, I kind of zoomed out and said, Head coach, not head coach, older, younger. I sort of let that part of it go and just said, who's someone who's really good at coaching offense that's flying under the radar? And obviously, Will, the last couple of days, you and I have talked about the Tommy Reese's and the Eric and 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 so forth. But I really wanted to sort of pick some names that folks may not be thinking of. And the first name, Will, that came to mind was 28-year-old Ben Arbuckle. The offensive coordinator of Washington State, who led the Cougars to a top ten offense with Cam Ward uh, this this past year in 2023, and let's not forget the year before, Will in 2022, he was the offensive coordinator of Western Kentucky, which was the number one offense in all of college football in 2022. So he's young, he's proven over the last couple of years at different stops. Now you sort of take his mind. And bring his energy and enthusiasm with Deshaun Foster's, and you bring it with a much greater brand that is UCLA and those facilities and that momentum. And I think there could be a real diamond in the rough with the likes of a Ben Arbuckle. I like it,
0: man. This is the guy that coached Bailey Zappi back in western <laughs> Kentucky to have records and what he was able to achieve there. Big passing guy. And you know, when you go to Washington State. You know, it's a program where even it's been different coaches in different regimes. You think of passing first, like the first player you think of Ryan Leaf, you know, who was coming up in that Heisman race. You think of Mike Leach and the air raid system he implemented there. You also think of Cam Ward and what he was able to kind of do there under the likes of a Ben Arbuckle. So I like I like the fit, man. I think it's an interesting pick. This guy is originally from Texas. Can he get in there and kind of learn? And, you know, like L.A., I think that'd be a very visionary pick. Ben Arbuckle, his passing mind mixed with Deshaun Foster's running mind. I think that's a recipe for success, man. So I'll say I was not expecting that as the first choice, but I love it the more and more we talk about it. So Ben Arbuckle would like to see where he's going. I'd like to see how he recruits a little bit more too. This would probably be his most high-profile recruiting spot. But in terms of scheme and how he can implement the UCLA offense, I think it's a natural fit, man. So I really like that one. I'm going to go to the obvious one, the fan base. Is pining for this guy. He deserves to be talked about. And, I, you know, there's a lot to like about him, too, when you really break it down. Brennan Marion was the offensive coordinator uh, for UNLV uh, yes. this past year. He kind of gets widely credited for Jordan uh, Jaden Maiva, you know, who's transferring now to USC. They had, a, you know, an offense that was 22 in the scoring offense and then had, you know, college football last year. There's a lot to like about what he brought to the table. Top 50 in rushing, 42nd in total offense. And what I think a lot of people like about this guy is he's kind of that young, hungry assistant. He's in his mid to late 30s. He's kind of developed an offensive system in a way. I I've really kind of went in depth on this guy. He started this go-go offense, which is a concept of a you know wing T as well as a spread offense. So it's very different, it's very new. He's kind of his own creator of this system. So it's he has a track record moving forward. And if you're liking what Texas is doing, He was on the offensive staff with Sarkeesian before taking that offensive coordinator job at UNLV. So Brennan Marion, lots of like there. I think that's the obvious choice. Uh, Give me your thoughts on Marion on the surface, because while I like him, I think there are better opportunities out there for the OC and I'm willing to give him a shot if that's the guy, but I'm also open to hearing more of, you know, different thoughts that we have. What do you think about Marion, Madman?
1: No, absolutely. Well, I think it's a very credible candidate for sure. Lot to like all of the things that you laid out. I mean, number one, he's an innovator, right? And I think that's, you're always looking for what's the next wave of disruptive thinking that's going to give you an edge. And you talked about this go-go offense, which is a combination of kind of the pace of the spread. And then obviously kind of the the, the the truncation of the wing tee, if you will. So you can go power, you can go speed. It, it's a very versatile offense. And then when you talk about how he's been able to develop uh, Jordan Maeva to the point where it's sort of he's gone now to USC, where Lincoln Riley has sort of caught his eye and, and wants to be able to mold him moving forward. You obviously have to be doing something right in terms of setting up Maeva for success to follow in the footsteps of a Kyler Murray or a Baker Mayfield or or a a Hertz or a Caleb Williams and so on and so forth. So I think the setup is really nice. They went 9-5 and this year. I think the tutelage under Sarkeesian and sort of that lineage uh, makes a lot of sense. And then, of course, I think geography. When you talk about UNLV and kind of understanding the Southwest, understanding this particular region, knowing some of the hotbeds of talent in between california and texas finding those unique high school spots and pipelines lot to really like here will so i really like your pick there
0: yeah so brendan marion you know it's a guy we have to throw out just given the rumors and how the fan base wants to talk about him give me your number two who are you thinking number two would be a good fit with ucla moving forward
1: So, uh, Will, I'm going to give you another kind of curveball that a lot of folks aren't really talking about. And this is Eric Morris, the uh, offensive coordinator of North Texas. So, North Texas, again, you know, a a very decorated year this year offensively in the top 10. Eric Morris was actually the offensive coordinator of Washington State the year prior. So, the first year of, of Cam Ward and sort of that emergence when Cam Ward sort of blistered on the scene. And what folks don't realize, Will, is... Eric Morris has had a long track record here of offensive coordinator success. Cliff Kingsbury often gets sort of tied in with Patrick Mahomes. But guess what? Eric Morris was the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech when Patrick Mahomes was there. So when you talk about the air raid concepts with the Mahomes at Texas Tech, then you talk about what he was able to do with the likes of a Cam Ward. Then you talk about what he was able to do at a smaller school like North Texas, where he wasn't presented with as much talent in the trenches as well as on the outside, and yet time and again producing top 10 offenses. Eric Morris is a name a lot of people aren't talking about, but again, a very innovative mind that I think could do wonders with the likes of a Deshaun Foster in the running game and the likes of a Jerry Neuheisel from a wide receiver perspective.
0: Yeah, Eric Morris, we've talked about this before with Enemy. You want to have guys that have any ties to Patrick Mahomes right now. And while I thought, you know, if you were looking at the totality of the Texas Tech team, I often laugh at the fact they were under 500 with Patrick Mahomes. You can't blame the offense, though. They were putting up points at will. It was that classic Big 12 shootout. So if you're just focusing on the offense, there's a lot of positives with those teams, right, with Mahomes leading the way and Texas Tech putting up, you know, top three within the big 12 in scoring so the fact that we're just focusing on the offense there's a lot to like there texas tech went and kind of developed cam ward his best year technically was about two years ago despite the hot start he had this year at washington state so he helped mold cam ward a little bit more and we have talked about this with the enemy like if he's close enough with mahomes where he's in a recruits house he's talking to a quarterback and he goes hey You want to go FaceTime Patrick Mahomes? (laughs) What what 17, 18-year-old kid is going to say no to that? So you have NFL ties. You've got, you know, Kingsbury, I think we can all say, is a very innovative offensive mind. There's a reason he was open for a lot of different offensive coordinator jobs. The NFL committed to the Raiders, then went to the commanders. So at least two NFL teams were all in on getting Kingsbury. This guy's studying under him. And if it's just the offensive side of the ball, I'm cool with it. So Eric Morris, I think, is another name where – you know, wasn't at the top of my list, but I'm excited we got to Eric Morris because it, it invites the conversation of what are we exactly looking for with this offensive coordinator moving forward. And, you know, I'll check off Eric Bieniemy with that too, you know, a guy that we feel very similarly about. I know a lot of people are going, hey, man, this guy, Coach Patrick Mahomes, he's won multiple Super Bowls. Guess who doesn't have a job right now? Eric bien right. The only way to get better at coaching is to have a job, you know, in the long-term prospects of this might be a little bit difficult but originally from LA UCLA running backs coach lots of great things going on there with what he could potentially bring to the table he's talked at lengths about what he meant I mean the Chiefs invited him back into the building to give a pump-up speech to the offense like when does this happen I've never heard of a former coach that was let go being re-invited back in to kind of fire up the guys the week of the Super Bowl so Bien-Ami clearly has you know his his face cemented within that locker room as somebody that they really loved and believed in. The only thing that scares me is the long-term propositions because I think once the NFL comes calling back, he's going to be right back there. But he doesn't have a job. He's from L.A. you know. Deshaun Foster, I'm sure there's some overlapping relationship there because he was the running backs coach right after Deshaun left.
1: So there's got to be some sort of relationship there. I don't know. Am I crazy for thinking B. enemy it could be the guy – no, well, not at all. And I think that there's, there's an element of pedigree, there's an element of preparation, and then there's also an element of personality with Eric Biennemi. When you talk about the pedigree and coming through that Andy Reid coaching tree, and you, we can argue and split hairs over how much he was involved in the offense, but even if he was involved in the offense at a cursory level, To get the Andy Reid PhD in offense, to get the Andy Reid education in offense counts for a ton. Then when you talk about the pedigree, when it comes to the likes of being able to coach the best player in the game and Patrick Mahomes and just having that cachet and that aura associated with it is absolutely huge. And then the third piece, Will, we talked about is the personality. He complements Deshaun Foster so well, a bigger personality I think a, a more dynamic recruiter at a, at the surface and someone who's a little bit older that can sort of balance off the youth of Deshaun Foster in a really positive way. So much to like about Eric Biennemi, not to mention the UCLA ties. He really started his coaching career with UCLA. You couple that with Deshaun's passion for the Bruins and you really have some magic here. So not crazy in any way, shape or form, Will. I think Biennemi would be a slam dunk hire uh, in this particular situation
0: yeah so the is a guy that we've talked about there's a couple other obvious names we have still left in the stables but man i'm excited to get to my last two because i know you're kind of gonna be like wow i didn't think about that like that'd yeah. be interesting talk to me about your third guy that you believe should be considered for the opening of offensive coordinator for your UCLA football Bruins
1: yeah well i think i'm going to give you another third name that's a little bit off the beaten path here and and this is a guy that's been able to again produce perennial top 20 offenses the last two years has had a really nice run of of being able to coach on offense and that's tim cramsey the offensive coordinator of memphis and when you talk about how memphis has been able to evolve and adapt over the years as a program Uh, When you talk about offensive variety, they've got some West Coast elements. They've got some old run and shoot elements. They've got kind of traditional pro style play action elements. When I look at Tim Cramsey and I look at his body of work, there's really a flexibility to his offensive scheme where he really caters it to his personnel. And I think that's really the sign of a terrific coach is when you can cater your offensive system depending on who you have. And when you are at a place like UCLA, where you're going to be very targeted from a recruiting standpoint, given academic standards, given the values, given the type of UCLA Bruin you want to bring in, some years you're going to be more power and play action, some years you're going to be more spread it out. And having a guy like Cramsey kind of understand the bigger picture, again, someone who's floating under the radar here, but when you talk about value in terms of contract value and output, this is someone that I think can provide outsized returns.
0: Yeah, they finished 14th in total offense this year, you know, under Ryan Silverfield. You're hitting a team that's close to home, too, because before I worked on the West Coast, I worked for the Memphis Tigers, man. So I was in some of those, you know, press rooms when they had Mike Norvell, who eventually went to Florida State, when they got Silverfield and they brought in a guy like Tim Cramsey. So I've been around these guys. Cramsey is a name that I really, really like. And it's crazy to think about when I was at Memphis, Madman, they had Dan Lanning, uh, they had. Kenny Dillingham and they had Mike Norvell all in one staff Like think about how crazy that is
1: college version will of the 2013 commanders you know (laughs)
0: pretty unbelievable when you think of the head coaching future talent in that room and what they're able to achieve Dan Lanning's one of the biggest coaching stars in the ranks right now so it's very very cool to think of that I like Tim Cramsey Very good passing offense, again, once uh, once again, to pair with the likes of Deshaun Foster and what he could be able to do on the ground. So I like Kramsey, man. Here's some of the names that I got left on the list. David Shaw, very obvious, son walk-on at UCLA. Maybe he doesn't want the head coaching job. Maybe he's similarly aligned to where Chip's at right now, where it's like, hey, being the CEO, the head man in charge, not really my thing at the college level, I can't take an offensive coordinator position and get that through. So we got to consider Shaw, you know, very good pro-style offenses he had. He's the guy that brought Christian McCaffrey to the farm and made Bryce Love a guy that was up for the Doak Walker. I mean, there's a lot of talent there in what he was able to do with the running backs room. Tommy Reese, we got to consider again too, right? He's special teams coordinator. Was never blown away from it, uh, you know, away with Tommy Reese. Uh, his best offensive season was in 2021 for Notre Dame. They, didn't, they finished 56 in total offense with Alabama. When you have all four and five-star players at your disposal, it wasn't crazy about him, so would not be my number one guess. Here's the last two guys that I got that I think you may be interested in. How about guy who's on TV right now, former offensive coordinator, former head coach. He kind of checks the boxes of what they're Mother. looking for. Mark Helfrick. Okay, okay. Oh, Mark yes. Mark So when you really break it down, this guy inherited Chip Kelly's team at Oregon. Was the head coach for Mariota in that national championship team? Brought them there to the national championship. Granted, did not end as well as we would have liked to see at Oregon. But then he went to the Chicago Bears, and at his time with the Bears, he was probably the only time Mitch Trubisky looked decent. They finished top ten in scoring offense in 2018 when they went 12 and four. You know, for the Bears, they missed they 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 famously lost that playoff game against the Eagles when they hooked it off. You know, the 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 field goal post. But Hellfrick is a guy that's been around. He's a head coach. He's on the West Coast. He has been opening for a job. He hasn't coached since 2019. There could be something there. I'm not saying this is the best candidate, but I'm saying West Coast guy ties, been to the Big Ten country with the Bears, knows that area as well. You tie it with the Oregon ties. Maybe there's something there. What do you think first and foremost about Hellfrick
1: is maybe an OC? Well, I like it, and the reason I do is, A, you talked about it, an incredible offensive mind from a few years ago. Remember, he inherited things from Chip, as you said. They didn't miss a beat. He took them all the way to a national championship game and lost to Ohio State, ironically enough, which would be a big Ten foe here. Very familiar with both Oregon and Washington and that region from a recruiting standpoint, and I think he has the mind to be able to overlay some of these – uh, historic Pac-12 teams, these four, into the Big Ten and be able to very be nimble with his style. You couple that with the fact that, again, he's older, he's a little bit more stoic, and I think it could help with some of the more fiery personalities on that staff, like a Jerry View, Heisel, and, and be able to sort of balance kind of the chemistry of that coaching staff. So I think Helfrich is certainly worth an interview, given his output, given his where the experience was and just given his overall knowledge of the offense.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if he's my, I don't even think he's probably top three or four for me, but given the qualifications that Martin sure. John laid out, you know, there's a, there's a path there, right? The other guy I've got for you. How about a guy that's been a head coach for close to a decade? Kind of took a year off to be an offensive analyst. Very familiar with big 10 country. I'm talking about Paul Chris, former yeah. Wisconsin coach, man. This guy was an offensive coordinator before he's been in PAC 12 territory before Oregon state's offensive coordinator in 2003, 2004 was with Wisconsin for seven, eight years, very quality head coach went to Texas as a offensive analyst this past year to Sarkeesian. So you talk about Brennan Mary and you want to get some of the Sark offensive playbook in here, but what about Paul Chris? Who's been working with him for a year as well. I mean, you have more qualifications with Chris if he wants to be the head coach there. So there's a lot to like there. Um, I certainly think that's an intriguing name. And he knows the Big Ten country as well as anybody, given his Wisconsin ties. What
1: do you think about Paul Chris Maybe he's OC. Absolutely, Will. And I think you you nailed it there in terms of the key point is I don't think anybody knows the Big Ten of all the people we talked about as well as Paul Christwood would. And he led Wisconsin to Rose Bowl appearances perennial top five, top 10 rushing attack. So the question there would become, hey, if you're looking for Deshaun Foster to really grow in his role and sort of move away, obviously from his running back specialty with the need to be an overall head coach, the CEO that Martin Jarman talked about, where it's the X's and O's on the field from a macro level, but also the fundraising and running the program, what better guy than a Paul Chris to take the baton to be kind of that run first team and maintain the quality of excellence that UCLA has had at the running back position. So I think that's a very viable candidate as well. You're talking about decades long experience. And again, Paul Chris could be very similar. You know, his personality is kind of similar to Chips where now in this new age, Of college football is Paul Chris really interested in being the CEO or does he want to kind of go back to the way Chip did of just being able to coach offense and kind of getting back to his roots so I really like that match as well Will and I think there's a lot to sort of dig in there certainly worth an interview and then it's going to come down to personality mesh between him and Deshaun Foster and if it clicks I mean this could be a very viable option. Yeah, and that's
0: pretty much the entire list I've got for you. Do you have any other names you think are intriguing that you would be interested in for UCLA to kind of get that offensive coordinator position filled and, you know, figured out at the top?
1: Well, I think it was a pretty comprehensive list. I think we we did a really nice job here of pulling uh, from a diverse set of candidates, age, conference, geography, experience levels. The one ad I'll make on on the name, you know, and you and I have had a lot of conversations about David Shaw as, as a head coach, as just the man that he is. Nobody would maybe be a better mentor to Deshaun Foster than David Shaw. And so if you're looking at someone who is potentially maybe not just honing in, in terms of that offensive coordinator position, but you're looking for some mentorship for this first time coach, you probably want to take a look seriously at David Shaw, and it might not be the offensive coordinator position. David Shaw might be able to slide into that kind of director of leadership role that Coach Ken uh, you know, had to let go of when he then took the San Jose State job. So I think there could be a really unique spot for David Shaw being a father uh, of, of, of a player on the UCLA team, but also just as a mentor to Deshaun Foster. So even if it's not OC, that director of leadership spot could be a really nice fit.
0: Yeah, I I think that's spot on for David Shaw. If we can add him as a coach, as a mentor to Deshaun Foster, I think good things are going to be on the way here. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to have more of the LA Football Network coming live on the radio. Bruin Bible listeners on the podcast. Thank you for listening. We're going to have more stuff covering the offensive coordinator opening all week long, so make sure to tune that in. Have a good one, guys. We will be in touch very, very soon. Take care.